In every coffee shop, library, co-working space, there are ascenders working tirelessly to achieve greatness in their chosen field. Entrepreneurs, authors, musicians, speakers, all soaring towards their definition of success. You haven't seen their names in magazines or history books yet. I'm James Darty, and this is The Ascenders. Kitamura is an NYC-based actress and storyteller, born and raised in the amply diverse Hong Kong. Yu Yu and I dig deep into the world of acting school, the highs, the rejections, and what happens when your close friend or classmate gets that big break you thought was destined for you. Yu Yu is also striving for representation of young creative immigrants in mainstream media. She has such an interesting outlook and background. Here's my talk with Yu Yu. So I... I'm Yu Yu. I am 22 years old at the moment. I grew up in Hong Kong and I'm Japanese. Um, and while I've been there, I was in Hong Kong for 17 years all throughout from like birth to um, high school ending. And I went to an international school. So like everything was in English for me. And then uh, I have, you know, two very loving parents and I have many siblings. And I think growing up in Hong Kong was a really interesting upbringing because it is quite international, but also there's this dichotomy between like Asia and like Western influences. And when my education was all in English, I started developing a very international culture and an international Mm. mindset. Um, And that, goes into this whole world of like growing up as a third culture kid where you come from one culture, but you were grown up in another and it's a lot of different influences in your life. Um, And so after high school, I kind of realized that a lot of kids in my high school specifically um, went to school in the UK because our school was a British based school. Um, But I, for some reason, never thought I would fit in over there and I knew that the US is where I kind of wanted to go specifically with my career and my education, um, which we can delve into a little later. Um, But I then applied to NYU and I got in for acting at Tisch and I graduated last year. And so here I am. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Um, And I'm starting, you know, this is still early on in my career and I have a lot of ambitions that hopefully will kind of unfold itself Mm, um but i'm very excited me too that's that's absolutely exciting so grew up in hong kong i've been to hong kong twice absolutely wild city i mean just so many different cultures i had the best dim sum and the best turkish food i've ever had in hong kong so interesting (laughs) so i don't even know about the turkish yeah it was like it was in this i say in this uh hostel and on the bottom floor, there was just this floor of food. It was street food and there's restaurants. And there's this one little tiny hole in the wall that had like the best freaking curry I ever had. I don't know. Insane, but that's Hong Kong for you. So I'm what was... recommendations for me later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the name of it. I probably could never find it again. It was in Kowloon. That's all I know. Um, 
face. What uh, what was there to do as a kid in Hong Kong? I mean, there's a whole giant city. It is, it, it is very much a city. And so kind of like New York at the moment, like you growing up in a city, you grow up fast. Um, my parents let me go to all my extracurriculars alone. And like Hong Kong is, was, and I, I still think is a very safe city growing up. I never felt, you know, I could go home alone at night and I wouldn't feel worried. And like, I could be at a playground and I wouldn't feel scared. Um, but growing up in Hong Kong or it, it was hard because I think Hong Kong is somewhat of a new city and a new culture um specifically because we're not part of china but and we're our own entity and like that's in itself a whole different cultural identity um but it was also so exciting because it seemed advanced you know like we have a beautiful we have beautiful public transportation systems and we have parks and we have the city life but if you look for nature you can easily find it and so I think a lot of people imagine Hong Kong to be this, you know, financial capital of Asia, which to some extent it is, but also we have beaches and we have hikes and we have, you know, beautiful greeneries and um, having both of that as a child was wonderful. Um, but I also, I think the same stereotype of like growing up in Asia, education was very important. And so my parents, you know, really enforced that on me, not in sort of a tiger parent way, but they were from the get go, it was clear that you go to college, not to party, but for an education. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I was very grateful for um, from them specifically. Yeah. So did you, were you able to tap into your Japanese roots uh, when you were growing up? Yeah. Or? That is also this whole identity that I'm figuring out mm. um, because in my family, my father is similar to me where like, he's also Japanese, but he grew up very internationalized. And so in our household, like all of my siblings and I and my father will communicate in English, but with our mom, because she came from Japan, um, her English isn't as good. So like we would speak Japanese to our mothers, but at the same time, it was this constant pull and push of like, I feel like my brain and everything around me like functions in English, but I'm growing up in Hong Kong, but I know I'm Japanese. And there was a really big sense of confusion of like who I was and who Yu Yu is as a Japanese young girl, you know, going into her teenage years. And my mother made it very clear that every summer we would go back to Japan and spend our summers there so like we can get in touch with our cultural side. But you know, a month or two out of the year can't really equate to like understanding Absolutely, yeah. the other part of me. And like, it's so interesting coming to the US because everyone is like, I'm a quarter this and I'm a quarter yeah. that. And like, <laughs> and I, and like, they could be like, yeah, like I'm a quarter Irish, but I've never been to Ireland. And I'm like, that's so interesting because I am a hundred percent Japanese, but I still don't understand what that means. Mm. And the older I am getting, the more I want and I am sort of seeking out maybe living in Japan for a while, you know, maybe learning Japanese more and like really figuring that part of my identity out. I love that. So you kind of feel like you kind of felt like a tourist to your own um, culture for a while. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. I did. Feel, yes, completely. Um, and 
when you, especially when I came here, people were like, oh my God, you can speak another language. And I'm like, yeah, kind of like conversationally. <laughs> like I wouldn't say I could fluently yeah. like operate in a business setting. Um, but hopefully that changes, you know? Hey, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I have all the time in the world. I've been trying to le- learn Japanese by myself during quarantine, which has been uh, fun and hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <laughs> tough like, language. I, yeah. I'm like, who do I talk to? My mom yeah. 12 hours away right now oh man that's wild so growing up hong kong young japanese girl living in the big city what did you want to did you always want to be an actress yeah it's yes i did but it wasn't i there was never that like one part in the show that i was in that like made me realize this was (laughs) my passion and my dream like i don't have those sort of stories um i think when I just really thought about it, I liked performing and it made me really happy. And the entire process from like rehearsing at schools or like rehearsing after school and then being on stage and like the entirety of it made me find joy that I really couldn't find anywhere else. And so when it came down to like deciding, you know, do I want to go to school firstly? Like what type of university do I want to go to? Like it wasn't, a question I just figured this is what I want to do and this is what I want to explore and thankfully my parents were very supportive and have always been very supportive to a let me study what I want to study but b also let me fly halfway across the world to do that um, which is not an opportunity that a lot of people have um, yeah. and so I mean where else in the world did I want to go there was nowhere else but New York you know like it seems yeah. like the epicenter of where dreams are made of absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's where I want to go next probably after this whole COVID thing yeah you definitely and like you want to continue with the podcasting I'm mm-hmm. assuming and that's the epicenter of podcasting mm-hmm. and so that's but my sister lives up there so it's it's convenient um she's got a brand It'll feel less lonely. Like having someone mm. here truly makes a difference. It, it's it's a big city, but when you have someone there, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's it's interesting that your parents were so supportive because it may, you said that education was so important. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents would say that acting education is not mm-hmm. the same thing. So mm-hmm. where was it? Was there a slight struggle or was it? completely 100% I want to be an actor okay we support you yeah I'm it was you're completely right like acting school or a career in fine arts is very unstable Mm. and they knew that from the get-go I I thought I knew that you know when you're a teenager (laughs) you're kind of like yeah it'll be fine it'll work out and then you're here and you're like no one warned me about how unstable a career in the arts can be exactly um but my parents have always believed that if there's something you want to do, as long as you commit to it, then they're fine supporting. And I think that's something that isn't said for a lot of parents. And also it made me really feel assured that this was a path that I can go on and having their blessing was something really important because at the end of the day, like NYU specifically too, but college and universities are expensive. Mm-hmm. And they seem like this ludicrous investment right now with like how expensive school is. Um, but especially Asian parents and like 
you see the lack of diversity on screen and in media. And I do think a part of it is this cultural conversation of like parents want stability for their children across the board, but with Asian parents, like the stereotype of like, I want them to succeed in X, Y, Z field of like Madison, like whatever it can be um, is ingrained a lot. And so I do believe like that's sort of where a lack of diversity kind of stems from. It's just like the cultural heritage of like, a career and like mm. where their children can go. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're going to Tisch, which is a great school. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know, like, I don't really know anything about acting school um, <laughs> at all. It's, like I can't even. <laughs> I mean, it's so strange because the things we do in acting school, you're like, you guys pay money for this. And like <laughs> some of it is just like, I remember my freshman year, we have a voice class. So that's all about, you know, you as an actor and using your voice. Mm. And we learned that like your voice is your whole body and not just the box of like the vocal box, right? And so I remember one day in class, like the first exercise was we had to throw a ball and catch in our hand. And they're like, how does this, how does this connect to your voice? And I remember thinking, I'm like, what am I paying for? Like, this is such a strange exercise. Or we would have days where we would just stare into each other's eyes for five minutes and see what happens, you know? And acting ultimately is a very intimate craft, which is something that I learned. Um, It's about vulnerability. It's about connection. But it is, and this sounds so like, it's a craft of like, (laughs) I think it can be somewhat silly at times because we're not saving lives, we're telling stories. Um, but acting school is similar to things that you do see on TV. I think if you've ever watched Barry, which is a show that like, I love, so like some of the things like I'm watching (laughs) it and I'm like, wow, this is hilarious. And I'm like, wait, I've done this in class. (laughs) Like, is that what I, is that what I'm like? Like, is that what it would look like from an outsider perspective? Um, but they're intense and they're long days. Um, and I think those are the start, those are like the, the moments where you kind of really question like, is this for me? Like, would I be happy doing this for the rest of my life? Like, and we're just sort of at the tip of the iceberg of like what training and what dedicating your life to the arts mean, which is something that I'm just at the tip of, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So when you're in school, do they encourage you to go out and audition and do projects or uh, is that more after? NYU is a little different. Uh, They don't encourage you, especially your first two years, because the first two years of your acting education, you're sort of broken down to fundamentals and they want you to really spend your time with these people in the school, which is completely understandable. And then the last two years of NYU's education, it's a little bit of like uh, flexibility and like you can sort of concentrate on certain things over the other. Um, But I would say that I think it depends on like your circumstance, right? Like if you land that part, you're going to school to try and get acting gigs and jobs. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be careful because careers come and go, especially in this field. But if you've landed a great part why are you in school? You're already doing what you kind of set out to do. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And so some people have been very, very lucky in that sense where they've just gotten their break and they've made it. 
And for some people, it's just a, a long journey ahead. And like, I think also with the third door mentor sessions that we've kind of been, you know, that's how we found each other. But um, you really have to think long term in this career. Absolutely. There's talk, no short. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Um, people who, I guess you could say, make it big during acting school and then leave. Is that, what's that like? Yeah. I mean, I can only speak from experience and the people that I've somewhat know. I don't know these people well, but I know of them. And so I know a girl who dropped out and she, or she also changed her major and like found her way into the acting world. And she's doing really well right now for herself. Um, But with acting as a whole, like, especially with the abundance of media and like this idea of fame and like success in media, I think you can get easily astray with the thought of it all, like the sparkly things, but sparkly things don't last. Right. Um, And so you have to get comfortable with the idea that everyone's journey is their own, similar to life. Like my path and your path are very different and how we get to success will take time will be different. But if you're looking for immediate success, you're chasing the wrong thing. And I think in, especially for young people, that's something really hard to grasp around. And I think the older you get and the more mature you get, you probably realize like why you're really doing acting as a, as a form of a career. Um, Because like Steve Carell made his break very late into his career and he's now like, skyrocketing and like doing great amazing things and he's just aging like fine wine you know (laughs) Uh, he's like he's a beautiful man (laughs) oh he's a beautiful man and he's the things you hear about him in the industry everyone seems to say the same thing yeah he's like the nice dad or uncle exactly exactly um and so i think because it is a business at the end of the day you know, you hear about the acting business of it all. Like you don't ever know when you're going to get your break Mm -hmm. because it's not up to you at the end of the day. It's up to producers and bigger people and big heads up there. But you, I think for me, at least, as long as I know that I'm doing everything I can to sort of slowly, but surely get to the place I want to get to success will come when it's meant to come. And that'll be okay. I love Mm -hmm. that. How do you not take it personally when you, get no from an audition especially one that you're like that was it i was i was that was for me that was written for me yeah like the psychology of it rejection is hard like mm, regardless of, you know like what context it comes to you in but i do think that if you're not ready for a no then you're not ready for the industry or like this is a career path and you have to get very used to the idea of that but it does hurt um how did you how did you get um how did you prepare yourself for that yeah i mean i don't know if there's like i don't i don't really know if i did anything but i think there was one role that i was going in for um an independent feature film and there were so many things about this character that i was like i understand to the core of what this character is going through i understand Mm. and i met with the director and at the end of the whole meeting i was like I feel like I said everything I had to say. Like, I feel like I showed him like, this is what the character could be if you, you were the character. And then 
I didn't hear from him. And then a couple of weeks went by and he was like, sorry, like I've given the part to someone else. And that like hurt. Yeah. At the end of the, I gave myself a little pity party and I was like, that sucks. And then I picked myself back up and I'm like, okay, the next one. Yeah. There's always another one. There's always another one. There's always, and I can't, you can't give yourself a pity party in this world for too long. Cause then you're not moving forward. And like, sometimes the pity party is there to like, help you and like stay in the moment in the present think about it reflect and then you'll go back and you'll do it again yeah love that are you excited about the future of uh, asian representation and media because i know right now people mm-hmm. talk about how great of a time it is for that it is it's something that it, it feels weird because growing up there were only so many characters that looked like me Mm. Or that I connected with and cared about even. Like I could see a character on screen that was just on screen for diversity, but I couldn't care about them because there's no story to this person. They're just like archetypes of what people thought an Asian person would be. Yeah. And I think really. now that we have more people as leads, we have stories about Asian people, we have writers, we have producers, we have people in the room that can speak for Asian people. I think the world and what we see on media is going to become brighter. And this goes across the board, not just for Asian people, but for people of color, for minorities, for stories we've never heard of. Um, And I'm also very excited for this idea of how global our content can be with streaming. You know, it's now across the board and like on Netflix, you're watching content that's not even in English Mm -hmm. and you're finding joy and happiness and pleasure for these things. And I think that hopefully in my eyes, I wish that people can become more sympathetic and understanding and it'll make people feel like there's more to their life than just like where they are or like who they're with, that they can yeah. go seek adventure and like different journeys. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, okay, so is next step for you, are we talking Broadway, are we talking feature? Yeah. What are we talking? <laughs> I mean, with COVID, everything yeah. is just so hard. Shut down. Um, and I think it's also one thing that I think has made me realize how hard the career just is in general is like, where do I want to be? And something that I'm currently going through is the fact that I'm not American and I'm here on a visa and I actually have to go home in August because my visa expires. And I don't know when I'm gonna come back to the States or specifically New York again. And so trying to navigate that as an international artist in the States is probably my next obstacle or like plant, fork in the road. I don't know what you would call it, but I would like to stick to like screen acting because that's something that I do find um, a lot of joy in, but there's so much beauty in every other format. Like I've recently discovered scripted podcasting, um, which is something that I've done and that has been really fun. And I never thought that I would be into scripted podcasting because I was never a big podcaster, um, podcast listener. But the more I try, the more like different formats I'm trying, the more interest I'm getting about like other sort of ways of acting or like other mediums of acting. Um, But I do 
like, I don't know what, I, I think just like with the uncertainty of like the industry with Corona and like Corona in general and life, like, I don't know. Yeah, scary. It is. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's scary and exciting and mm-hmm. uh, man, what kind of scripted podcast have you done? Yeah. So there's a company in, I would like to think they're New York based, Brooklyn based, but they write, all of their content is about a meet cute. And I don't know if you know what a meet cute is, mm-hmm. but a meet cute is a moment where two characters typically in stories have this like cute way of meeting. And then you find out that they're somewhat interested in each other. And like, that's the moment in films where like the protagonist bumps into each other in the coffee shop or like they a have cute a rom-com. Yeah, exactly. And so this company does a lot of that and they write their own content and then they'll produce it and record it and then put it out. Um, so I've done a couple episodes for them and I think, I think we saw the rise of podcast as a medium a couple of years ago yeah. and there's still a lot that they can do and explore. Um, and similar to your, you know, your, um, venture and your like idea, everyone, there's like, there's so many avenues that you can go. And I do believe that there's a space for everyone. I agree. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited for you and your career in New York and like this journey Thanks. that you're going to have. Yeah. And I think anybody who is in a creative outlet or creative medium has something to say, you know, whether I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad, but like you have a voice and like, you should be able to use it. And like, you have something to offer. And I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. That's so nice. Yeah, that's the one thing I love about podcasting is that um, anybody can start one. I mean, who knows who's going to listen to it, but anybody has the ability to give their voice out. And that's such a new, such a new thing, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that people in past generations just didn't have. Mm-hmm. So just learning from each other, like being able to learn from you and, uh, you know, you learn from me and I'm learning from all these great people. It's just something that I feel like a lot of people didn't have back in the day. And then it just makes your world view so big. It really does. And I think, Mm. especially with podcasting, you can be yourself and do it. You don't have to be somebody. You don't have to like act per se. Like you can do it as like an educational tool. You can do it for entertainment. You can do scripted content. Um, And I mean, everyone's now just listening to devices <laughs> yeah. which, which I like that's great and it's also problematic in its own ways um but I do believe just like being on the go and having something to listen to it takes you away and I think escapism is something it's a reason why I love doing what I'm doing just the thought that like maybe for an hour or even 10 minutes that someone doesn't have to think about what they're doing and they can just kind of escape and like live in this other world yeah. is so fascinating to me. I love that. I love that. Was there any moment um, when you were exploring this acting journey where kind of like the Wizard of Oz moment where the curtain was pulled back and you're like, okay, maybe it's not as magical as I thought it was. Cause I know some people like they see a TV show and they're like, Oh my God, I can't wait to make that. And then they spend 13 hours a day on set and they're like, okay, this wasn't as right. This was a lot different than I thought. Um, I think, I mean, the me too movement and the times up movement is something that no one's shocked by. 
maybe to the level that it went to, but like you would hear about it often and it just wasn't talked about, which is I think why when it was brought to like the forefront of everyone's like news and like it was brought to light, then you had to deal with it. And so I, unfortunately I'm not shocked about that. So that wasn't a moment where I was like, this career path isn't for me. I knew it existed. I knew that you just had to be smart, especially as a woman, a young woman entering the business. Like you have to be smart and you can't be naive about many things. Um, <clears throat> but I think the moment for me was discovering that this truly is a business, that it's not just about talent, unfortunately. Like you could be the most talented person in the room, but a lot of it is networking in its own ways. A lot of it is who you know. A lot of it is just like your branding or like what you look like. Um, and I think that was a real shock because especially in school, like you can do all of your actor training but if they don't prep you for the business side of it, you're on, you're not ready for the real world of like what a career path could be. And so I think, especially now that everybody has access just to like resources online, it's so easy. You can do the research yourself and you can kind of figure out ways of how you can attack the business side of acting, mm -hmm. um, which has been a hard, but also very important because it led to other life skills that I now feel like I have a, that I am, it led to other life skills that I'm becoming stronger in, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's worked in other parts of your life. Yes. As well. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I like that. I like that. So I understand. I remember you mentioned once in one of the mentor sessions that you're writing uh, your own stuff. Mm -hmm. is you want to talk about that yeah so I think it, I would never consider myself a writer like I never did um but I used to write a lot of poetry for myself and it was sort of like my own way of journaling how I felt really translated into my poetry that I was writing and I met my mentor through a work experience that I had and I interned for her. And so with her help, I released a poetry book that's on Amazon and it's very easy self-publishing. But then that sort of led me to opening the gates of wanting to write more. And I felt, and I still feel this way, but I don't feel like there's a show or a movie or content that I've resonated with. And I think that's because there's not much around like the international life of like mm, not there's a they're starting to become they're starting mm. <laughs> i would say there's some content on like the immigration experience and like growing up as a first generation in a different country and like there's things like that like fresh off the boat right yeah. we have shows like that that are emerging but i don't think there was anything growing up where i was like oh that's me like there's a show about a girl who like moved to a different country to pursue her dreams, da, da, da. Like there wasn't anything like that. And yeah. so I felt like, especially in this day and age where you have the ability to write and film something, even on your iPhone, like you have all these tools and gadgets in front of you. And there was an inkling where I was like, I don't think there's anything about someone going through a visa process 
as a young person, someone in their 20s, you know, similar to like girls or like, um, I'm trying to think of like uh, insecure mm -hmm. or like people in their 20s are going through something, but with the lens of an international character. I like the that. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And I, and so that's something that I'm currently trying to develop and write, but I completely understand that this is not like a six month project. Like if this yeah, is something <laughs> I want to commit to, like I have to put in the time and the effort. Um, but it's also been hard because like, I've, like I said, like, I don't think I'm a writer. And so having to like put in the work and fine tune it and ask people for advice and like have people read my work has been hard because not only is it like I'm asking someone for a favor but like this has been like my dear baby for a while yeah absolutely <laughs> and it's just like hard to be like okay now read my diary oh <laughs> uh, that feeling when they're sitting there reading you're like oh they like it and then yeah are they smiling did they laugh at the joke yeah like do they get what I'm trying to say <laughs> that's and cool so yeah. It's modern. I like that. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know, the first thing I thought of was kind of FX, Atlanta, uh, mm. Dave, kind of those The story comedies. of like Yeah. I like that. that yeah. Yes. And I love that there's more content about, I guess, like an actor or a musician or like, a, like someone in the arts mm -hmm. and like watching it unfold in like a fictional narrative is really cool. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like for me, I find it very interesting. Um, <laughs> and there's also like these people who are artists starting to create their own content about their own art. So it's like kind of meta. Yeah, I was um, going to say it's very meta. It's very meta. And so like, as I'm writing this, I'm like, this is something that I'm currently going through. Like, how do I translate that to an audience? It's very difficult, let me tell you. But we'll get there, hopefully. You'll get there. I believe it. I believe it. And you're in the city of where it happened so why uh why not LA uh, firstly I can't drive um <laughs> so logistically just wouldn't work um but I love the fact that New York has so many different industries and I totally see the upside of living in LA and being surrounded by the entertainment life but for me as a human like aside from my acting career and my acting lifestyle me as you, you, I love being surrounded by people with different opinions, different backgrounds, different expertise. Um, because like everybody, like we constantly want to be learning and the way that I learn is just by surrounding myself with like different people and like hearing about their passions, and their aspirations. And that makes me happy. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, LA's nice, but if weather is the only thing that's like your... <laughs> yeah your little what is it your poker card there's some saying about like if that's like your one hand trick yeah I'm like you can't yeah, exactly. nature is not always gonna be there for you. well they talk about i saw that movie marriage story and all they talked about oh the space so much space i love how vibrant the city is though the energy mm, yeah the definitely we're kind of living on top of each other, but like, that's what I've grown up with, you know, like in Hong Kong, like that's you are true. living on top of each other. And it's like the hustle and the bustle. And it's like that energy really keeps you going, especially when things get hard. Um, mm. And I'm a competitive person by nature. And so like, if I know someone's working, then like I got to work, I can work, you know, work is out there. Work is out there for everyone. Absolutely, yeah. 
I mean, well, I know a lot of actors usually hang out with other actors. Does that make competition? It depends on the person. I imagine there's a lot of drama, like, oh, I can't believe she got that rather than like, yes, oh my God, she did it. I'm so proud of her. And this is like one of the things that you hear kind of growing up and you will, you won't understand it until it happens to you, you know, where it's like, obviously you're like, that's my friend. I want the best for them. But it hurts because for me specifically, like, I've had friends who've done well or are doing well in their current state. Um, and I, and I want to support them and be the great friend that I can, but it, it's like, why couldn't I do that? Yeah. No. And it's, it's, I would say it's not the person, it's the situation Mm -hmm. that people are often envious of. Um, and that's okay too. And I think that it happens and it's like a natural reaction a lot of the times but I have to remind myself again and again that like they're on their own journey. I'm on my own journey. Comparison won't help in the situation. Mm-hmm. That's the one way to do it. All right, you, you. So I want to end this by um, doing something that our friend Keyshawn taught me is called the greatest gift. The greatest gift you gave us today was just a look into the amazing world of acting and being an international person trying to make your dreams come true here in America it's it's daunting but you're doing it with such grace and i think that's inspiring that's very kind absolutely and i'm so excited for your new fx show you you which (laughs) very hopefully in the near future which i think is very needed i know uh my girlfriend she's from scotland and she's the whole visa process all that kind of stuff there's so much there's so much rich content in it but it's just it needs to be explored more and i completely agree Thank you. Thank you. So I'm excited for your future. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be thank great. Thank you for having me today. And thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You can find out more about UU at her website, uukit.com or Instagram at uukit. Also check out some episodes of a scripted podcast called Meet Cute she did entitled The School. If you like this, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find us. Now, the greatest gift you gave me today is your time, attention, and open mind. Keep ascending.